All right, all right, all right. We in here. Good afternoon, Facebook and YouTube. We are here. This is Men Club, uh, a Men's Club podcast, episode one. And I want to thank you all for joining us today. Uh, my name is Brian Haynes. Uh, I'm going to be the host here. And I got a group of guys with me that is that are going to give me their opinions and work with me on these issues that we're going to be talking about today. And um, I just want to introduce everybody to you. So, in the corner, right-hand corner up here, we got Jacoby Love. In the bottom left-hand corner, we got Illa Blue. Well, Illa Elwood. And uh, in the other corner, we got Derek Hen. Um, if y'all can unmute, man, and say what to say hello. Hey, people. Hello, hello. Hey, what's good, everybody? <laughs> y'all hear me? Yeah, we're good. Good. all right. Um, like everything that we do, we're gonna start off with a prayer, Kobe, if you don't mind. Yep. Father God, we ask and we pray that you please forgive us of all of our sins, all of our own thoughts, deeds, and sayings, Father God. We thank you for allowing us to gather here together for this men's club podcast. We pray and we ask you to please bless the listeners. Bless, uh, bless those who need it. Bless those who are searching for answers from you. Those young men who are out there who are in search of guidance or in need of guidance and don't even know it. And those who are trying to find you and trying to pursue you, but just don't know how to exactly get started. Father, we just pray and we ask them that you'll use us, Father God, to be a vessel and to be a vehicle and a, a positive force in someone's life, Father, that will help to make help Use us to bring positive change to the community around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. 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 All right. Appreciate that, bro. All right, guys. Well, first of all, hello. Thank you very much for being on this panel with me. I appreciate y'all coming on, man. I appreciate y'all um, supporting what we're, what we're trying to do here. And uh, I just want to thank y'all from the bottom of my heart, man, for being here. And it's really special to me that y'all came in and y'all was willing to get in here and, you know, let's get into it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, really get into it. We don't want to be scripted. We don't want to be fake. You know, what we want to do here is be real, uh, share our real experiences with, with Facebook, YouTube, the world. You know, hopefully somebody will get something out of these stories that we tell or the conversation that we have that uh, will will help them, you know, and guide them away, guide them on their way. So, uh, first of all, let me tell y'all this. Uh, I have had an issue. Well, I recently got over it, but growing up, I had an issue as a little boy, a teenager and a grown man feeling abandoned because i didn't have my father in my life um i remember <clears throat> actually me and Derek stayed next door stayed next door to each other and grew up together 
uh, Illy stayed in, on the street behind us, you know. So these guys know me from childhood, you know. We, we grew up together. And as a child, both of these guys had their father in their life, and I didn't. But their fathers watched out for me like I was one of their own. So I had, you know, some manhood to follow and have an example of, but I didn't have my own. And I remember I was telling Derek this story the other, other day about uh, a situation where he and I was outside. I don't know if we was playing or what we was doing, but his father came outside and said, hey, Derek, let's go. And I like, where y'all headed? He said, we're going, I think y'all were going to the track or something like that. It was on a Sunday evening. And I wanted to go so bad, but I didn't want to in I, I didn't want to feel like I was intruding on y'all father-son time. And I remember it affected me so bad that I went in the house and cried about it later on. And I just felt the bandit like like I was reaching for that relationship with, you know, a man that was going that I could trust, that was gonna teach me and guide me through manhood, but I didn't have it. You know, so I want to ask you guys, you know. Have y'all ever had that abandonment? You know, even with your father in your house, have you ever felt that abandonment? You know, and how did it affect you as a kid? I can uh, I can relate to that a little bit because what happens is is I didn't really even know who my dad was until probably about ten years before he died. Uh, because it was, you had to be a man's man. You had to be, you couldn't cry. You couldn't show no emotion. That that just didn't happen. Uh, and, and Brian knows he's all right. I hate it hard. Um, it was no giving up, no giving in. Uh, shoot, I have literally been outside cutting grass in the dark. And when he got up the next morning, I better not have missed a spot. So... And I don't know whether that was something from his childhood that, you know, related back to me. But it was probably around 2006, 2007. Uh, me and him was riding. Uh, he had to go to the doctor somewhere. I can't remember. We was talking, and he actually apologized. He apologized for being so hard. Because even though I was a child, remember being a child, I never got to enjoy being a child. I always had to be a man. Uh, it was do your lesson, do what you got to do in the house, go to bed, do it again the next day. Then it was if you want these shoes, you want these clothes, you better go work for it. And, and I hustled <laughs> from, from painting buildings to cutting grass to second groceries at Tundas, mop floors at Larry's next door. I, I, I had I had to you know the struggle to get. It. And I didn't have to, but that's the one part of dad being hard that I appreciate because I learned how to be a man early, but sometimes I wonder did that mess me up as an adult because, you know, I don't have uh, any biological children, but I expect a lot out of the children that are in my life. And sometimes I have to stop and say, wait a minute, hold on. Like my nephew, he 10. So I'm like, stop right there, okay? I gotta put myself back to when I was 10 and what I expected. So when they always say, taste your words before you say them, 
when it comes down to that, I have to taste it and realize I was 10. What would I have expected from my dad or my granddad or my uncle when I was 10? So even though I still, I'm still hard on him, but I don't, I'm not as hard as what, you know, I, I saw, you know, dealing with, with my dad. Or, I just realized my mic was off. I can attest to all that, man. I know I've I've seen I, I witnessed a lot of that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that real hard. Go ahead, Blue. Well, I had to say, um, during my early childhood, my mom and dad went together. So I would say from time that I was born up until I was about nine, about eight or nine, my dad was in Atlanta. So I was raised really by my grandparents because my mom and dad, my mom worked. So during that time, you know, I didn't have my biological father in the house with me, but uh, I, I had the bond with my mother's dad to the point to where he was like daddy even to the point where i called him daddy and it was you know just like listening to what Derek was saying i can relate to you know what you're saying because it's like you know at some point every young man has felt abandonment but it's 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 only during those times of abandoned that you felt abandoned that if you really look back over your life is in, in at those times that you felt abandoned is the time that you can really say you learned the most about yourself because it was during those times like i can remember being you know a young kid you know and believe it or not you know being picked on at a young age and having to deal with that at a young age and not having um like like Derek was saying, you know, you know, back when we was young, you know, the man's point of view to a little boy was suck it up, you know, suck it up. It's time for you to, you know, suck it up. It's all about really, you know, that was their way of getting you prepared for the next level as a young black man, because guess what? Everything ain't going to go your way. So because you knowing that everything not going to go your way. Okay. What are you going to do now? Knowing the facts that you know. Understanding that um, um, when I was, uh, I would say maybe uh, six, maybe eight, eight years old, maybe seven or eight. Um, I had, we had a friend, Brian. You remember Jacket? Jacket Jack has a cousin that used to come up from Florida. And me and one of his cousins, you know, we would play all day together. But then for some reason, you know, he would just, kind of pick right at the end of the day and we wind up fighting. So it got to the point where I stopped being scared and every afternoon when we would finish playing, me and him would wander off, fight until he hit me in the nose, my nose started bleeding and we would go home. But it's only now when you can look back at the times that where you felt abandoned was when you really was most alive to yourself because it was during those times to where you had to find something within you to make yourself take the next step in life. 
And I, you know, and just like with Derek, you know, it was only in my dad's latter years that me and him had a relationship that, you know, felt like, um, sorry, that felt like father son. And I had younger siblings. I'm the oldest. I was the oldest of, of four. And the closest one behind me was like almost nine years. Well, he was nine years younger than I was. So a lot of things fell on me to handle because I was that much older than they were. And it was during those times to where I learned the responsibilities of how to, how to change pampers, how to do certain things that, you know, really, if you talk to kids nowadays that you be like, man, you shouldn't have had to learn those things at that age but when i when i'm being honest with myself those things prepared me for the road that was coming before me that i was going to see down the road because guess what i want to be a dad at seven at almost 18 years old so it was like everything that you know i feel you know i'm, I'm, I'm to the point now to where i constantly look back on my life and look back at the situation to where I felt the most alone and felt the most unloved is when I was most alive in myself, when I had to find something within myself to motivate me to move to the next level that, that, that's going on in my life. And if, if, if all of us be honest and we really look back at those things, you can really honestly look back and say it was because during those times that it was something that those men that was in your life, whether it was your neighbor's dad, was it your, your dad, your uncle, your granddad, it was some things that they put in you at a different time to where during those times that you felt abandoned that made you stand up as a man. Can y'all relate to that? Can anybody relate to that? Yeah, I can relate to that. I understand that completely. I mean, the funny thing about it, I honestly, I mean, when you were talking, I, I I can I was just going back in my head and things that have happened and you know times that I had to assert myself a certain kind of way and where that actually came from, you know. But in the you you draw strength from pain sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So right, and that that is one of the things. Now, don't get me wrong when I say I was I felt the band. I just felt the band because I didn't have that immediate contact with that older man that older dude that i can bond with you know other than my granddad you know but you know he did what he's supposed to do for as a granddad to go and he did a great job but me not i'm telling you missing that father figure in your life it 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 it, it, it just it's like an emptiness that you're missing in, in inside that uh you just can't you know you can't feel it you know, and you you pretty much try to draw from every man that you know, you know, to try to make yourself be, you know, a good, a decent man. Yeah. You know, we'll get into that later, but, you know, about how I thought I was a good dude until I realized I was trash, you know, <laughs> especially in my early 20s. You know, I thought I was this great dude and yeah, but we'll get into that on another time. But I understand completely well, what you're me, saying, though. I feel I feel you on that because I mean I had times that I had to draw on the little pieces of information I got from this dude, that dude, that father, that father. You know what I'm saying? 
So I understand completely what you're saying. Right. Right. And and also, you know, I, I just want to say this, you know, I understand what you're saying from the outside looking in, you know, just now as being a dad and understanding what that um, absence do to a young man. And it's not yeah. necessarily that um, – it's not necessarily that um, what the dad is in the house teaching you per se out of his mouth because you learn more from watching your dad than you actually learn from listening to him. Right. Because of the things that he do in the house. It, it, it's the things that your dad, your dad, it's, it's things that you do that little Brian will watch you that he would never ask you about, but he'll pick up on it. And, oh, yeah. and that's the thing that you're saying, like where, where you were missing when mm -hmm. you was growing up. And, and I had to think about when you said that the absence, you know, the absence of a dad, because, you know, I, you know, like we were talking last night, you know, it takes a tribe to raise a child and it takes a tribe of men to raise a child, not mm -hmm. with a dad in or outside of the house. But right. I can understand what you're saying. It's just that presence, that presence of authority in the house mm -hmm. and you just being able to see that authority in action even when it's not directly dealing with you but just you on the outside of watching your dad just being a man right so i understand you know what you're saying now and um just um being a dad yourself you know believe it or not you know i i truly feel that when you have young men that have grown up to be dads wind up being better dads than the dad that they did have or the dad that they did have even yeah. though their dad may have been in presence or even present but absent but they yeah. become better dads because they know they, they got their void in them that they know that they don't want to pass on to their child right right all right kobe let's hear there's so they you would expect them to do that and then you have the other side of the spectrum where you get a man who grows up fatherless and they repeat that same action yep. and right. it's what you said how we 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 are great imitators and we repeat what we see mm -hmm. our words our words carry a lot of weight but sometimes most times we don't follow through uh depending on who you are and i right. think when it comes to being a man, something I've learned and found out is um, our word, keeping our word is important. As soon as you fail on that word, you lose your uh, responsibility and you, you you lose your your weight. And what's that? Your, you, we can't trust you as a man. Right. Um, and I, growing up, that's most of the men that I knew. Um, they weren't, they weren't men who kept their word. So mm -hmm. it is a, um, a whole cycle and that just continues because no one no one has been courageous enough to break that cycle mm. and, and i say that uh mr b mr brian uh here he, he he took me under under his wing uh <laughs> when i was younger so i'm not talking about him he he was one of the few <laughs> men he was one of the few men that i was able to reach out to and like how he said we kind of draw from when you don't have it when you don't grow up in the house with a man you kind of draw from all the men that you're around and it's important to have good leadership or good examples in front of you if you don't have them if you don't have them um then you are 
kind of lost and your mosaic that you your mosaic yes sorry <laughs> they ordering food um, <laughs> the mosaic uh of the, the picture that you have a man and, and that you that you use to learn from is a bit blurred uh so to speak and you don't have a clear mm -hmm. picture i once wrote a poem called the no man plan and i talk about how we grow up and we don't have the blueprint and you definitely need need a blueprint and i mean that's that kind of takes us to well let's let's talk about this first okay um oh some uh oh let me remind everybody if you're on facebook and you're watching this you got to give Streamyard uh permission to show your face or name because i got people on here saying things but i don't know who it is so if y'all want me to you know i, I can put it up there and, but y'all still need it some uh i'm sorry you got to give stream your permission to show your face or show your name but i see this one say our goal should be for them to become better than us and i agree with that 100 yes. you know I, I tell my son that all the time i, I want to make you a better man than i ever was yeah. you know yeah, I, and that I, that's my goal yeah I, I can tell you that that's one thing that i can tell you for a fact if it wasn't a hundred times it was a million times ld told me that <laughs> he said, I want you to be better than me. He said, Don't right, be, be right. better than me. Right. But at times when I try to be better than him, I look in the mirror, I was like, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm doing the exact same thing. Yeah, so the, 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 the temper tantrums, uh, you name from top to bottom. I was like, Man, I'm, I'm all him. <laughs> so that's when you have to take that good with the bad and then mm. take that lesson of being better day by day it ain't just something when you're gonna snap your finger and, and you're gonna be better it's a day by day process to the day that lead closed on your casket mm. right. i agree right. with you bro right. i agree with you hey and george I, uh i see george. i answer that no, you yeah. know and Oh, so he said he don't see stream yard. Yeah, Kobe, can you help me out on it? I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know what all they got to do to to get their face on. They just say Facebook user. And you know you're right. You're right there. You know, um, and <laughs> I've always, I've always, you know, especially since um, since I I have sons now. You know, I you know I just felt that I had got to a point in my life where um i you know i would ask, god would ask me the question of you know why did i give you these boys and mm -hmm. my response was that um to make them better than who i was mm -hmm. and we we as men individually we as men for every young man that comes into your life you have an obligation as a man to pour something into that young man that can feed him if not right then for later on in life you know right. it's, it's 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 our responsibility that you know each one of us have a blueprint but we don't have the blueprint the blueprint is coming from from heaven down to us as when mm. jesus walked as a man but right. as far as the fatherly blueprint goes uh, along with the, what we get from the Father in heaven, 
the blueprint, the best blueprint that you can get is like what we're doing now, when every man can overlap their blueprints and come up with. Oh yeah. Every man just just take your blueprint and lay it down, and every man that's in that circle lay their blueprint down over, and then see what new blueprint forms out of that for the young men that are coming up behind us. Anybody agree? Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I'm sorry, I love typing. Okay. Uh, um. It we're gonna of, be we're gonna we probably gonna be a whole a lot informal for all the people that's watching. Uh <laughs> we we'll get bad, I promise. <laughs> I but anyway, but oh go ahead. I'm sorry, go, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think it, it goes back to, to how you were saying it takes a tribe to, to raise a child. Mm -hmm. Um the more the more diverse of the input that we get. Uh, when it comes to getting advice or uh, meeting different types of men from different walks of life, the more we're able to learn and the more we're able to take in and the more mistakes we can learn from and uh, be better men in the process. Right. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Brian, I, I got a confession right now. I got a confession, Brian. What up? We never went to the track that day. Y'all did? <laughs> He never took me to the track. That, I could be wrong when I vote about no, what y'all said. I, I, I exactly remember that story. <laughs> he wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he went. But what you didn't see, you didn't see me get in the car with him because I didn't go. I, I never well, got to go to the track. Oh, man. So I turned around and left, so I, didn't, I thought you got in the car with him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, ain't that something? Now all these years, man, that that because that's that's something that's one of the things that kind of shaped me a little bit because because I was I I just wanted that bun that I, what I thought was a bun because you know looking at stuff from the outside, you know you don't never really know what's going on on the inside. So me, I was looking at that as oh man, they bun, you know what I'm saying. And I was hurting my heart because I, I I can't go bond, you know. <laughs> so, you know, now, now right. I didn't, I never knew you didn't go. <laughs> See, not, right. now, now right. that I'm an adult and and I've been to a track a couple of times, I know why he didn't take me. <laughs> you know, I didn't know they had wet t-shirt contest and, and <laughs> the latest strut contest. And right, right. It, it, it'd be the teeny weeny bikini contest. I didn't know they had all that track until I got to be grown. So I was like, no, no wonder he didn't take me right. to the track when I was seven years old. I, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and uh, back to what you were saying, like, like, like with Derek, like when Dick was talking about um, his dad was there, wasn't there. You know, I, I, I've learned over the years that the looking back at the relationship that me and my dad had, you know, everybody's dad is good in certain areas. And then certain areas, you know, they fail. Mm -hmm. My dad was good as far as handling business. You know, as far as business go, you ain't going to get past with business. He's very, um, he's, he's very thorough and he, and he documents everything. So in that aspect, as far as that that ethic to work and try to have something, I learned that from him. But the mm -hmm. the part of um, 
the disciplinarian, I learned from him. But the the you know to actually you know just like I told my wife not too long ago when we were talking, and I guess that's why now I'm whenever I talk to my boys and whenever I talk to my kids, even on my daughter, whenever I talk to them, when I get off the phone before I get off the phone, I tell my love, no matter what, mm-hmm. because to this day you know I can't never remember my mom and dad actually saying those words to me or to any of us. I can't ever remember. Neither one of my parents ever saying it. they showed it, but I can't remember them ever saying that out yeah, of their mind. It. Yeah. So it's like my dad was good in certain areas, and then certain areas he dropped the ball. Now, as far as um showing me how to do things, my dad was like this. He showed me how to do things, and then once I got it, he he didn't have to do it no more. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like he showed me how to change the all. Once I learned how to change the all. Guess what? He just came home <laughs> on Friday. Son, I got a case of oil out there. And some field. <laughs> and you already and now and I already knew what that you already okay, know. I got to change the oil before I want to do what I want to do this weekend. Before I leave, I got to change the oil. And, right. and it was like, you know, my friend was like, Man, you got it made, man. You know, y'all are rich. And this, that, and the other. Man, y'all are rich. I'm like, and, and you know, I never understood why my friends would say, Man, y'all are rich, y'all are rich. I'm like, how are we rich when we get out of school? I drop my books down and I go to a job and y'all just go play. <laughs> so yeah. I was just trying to understand, you know, where was that coming from? I'm like, y'all, mm-hmm. are y'all looking at the same picture I'm looking at? Because <laughs> oh, I, I worked up until I went into the military. Y'all played up until you graduated from high school. So mm-hmm. I looked at that and then it was only years later when I realized that they weren't looking at the fact of, I'm thinking that they was talking about financially rich and they was they were actually looking at what we had, but it wasn't necessarily that. It was like what you were saying, Brian, and you too, Jay Love. The ones that were saying it didn't have a daddy now. It wasn't a, it wasn't that father figure that was stationary in the house constantly. So mm-hmm. I looked at that as this was more of what they saw than the actual finance part was part of it because we had we had a vehicle or two vehicles but i think it was more of the fact of that it was a, a father and a figure in the house and then yeah no matter what it saw it was a positive thing because of the fact that he was there in that he, they could see that presence in my life but they didn't have it in theirs gotcha gotcha and i agree with you 100 and one more thing i want to add to um we want you were saying earlier about it's you know when we see a young dude or, or we have a younger dude in the neighborhood that you know is don't have their father in their life that we are responsible and obligated to teach that young man you know and i want to make sure that 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 message get across because i think that is part of the problem that we have now in our community that ain't enough of us reaching out to these younger guys who don't have a father in their life, you know, ain't getting no manhood training, you know, so they handle things by what they see on TV because they they ain't got that male present in their life. So I, I want to make it real clear that this is part of what we're doing this for, you know, and I want to be able to um, reach out to some younger guys, you know, be, and I, I'm going to say to the younger guys, be, be acceptable. 
you know, take in the knowledge. You know, one of the dumbest things you'll ever do is somebody try to give you some knowledge and you don't want to take it. You know, so I, I always say that the dumbest man in the world is the one that don't think he know everything. They don't want to learn that new. So that's just my opinion. But go ahead, fellas. <laughs> Oh, George down here said, absolutely, it's critical that we tell our kids we love them daily. Affirmation must come from us. Yep, I agree, George. I agree 100%, bro. So, all right. Well, well, let me let me ask you a question. In your adulthood, in your, well, you already kind of stepped on it. Um, in your adult life, uh, these these certain actions that we took that we kind of felt a little bit abandoned and uh we had to grow from and all this stuff how 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 in your adult life has this affected you or not affected you? um i can i can say without without even hesitating i lost count of how many relationships i lost and it wasn't necessarily abandonment it was expectation mm. because right. in that you know having that in the house in the house every day being that disciplinarian uh, like literally I, I didn't even have to he didn't even have to say anything when he wanted something he mm. could look at me a certain way and okay. it took me a while to get away from that even mm -hmm. up until uh, um, uh my first marriage um my first marriage injured it was it was all my fault it was really my fault <laughs> because i wanted it my way right away mm -hmm. and she wouldn't have i had you know, a little bit I, of that that syndrome yeah. too when i got married uh just not having a clue yeah. you know <laughs> i mean i ain't have a clue and I, I I didn't know how to treat my wife. I really did. I, I didn't know. I had no idea what my what my role was as a husband. And and that's you know we're gonna get into that too. Yeah. You know, do you know your role? You know, you you can't possibly. It, it's like going to work. If I don't give you the tools that you need to work with, if you're a welder and I don't give you no welding tools, how you gonna do? It? Yeah. You know, what I'm saying you can improvise and try to make things happen, but. The structure you building ain't gonna work, you know. So same thing with with young men dating and young men getting married and all this kind of stuff, and you don't have no clue, you know, what your role is as a husband, how you should be treating your wife, you know, you know, just just the just the basics of being a husband, you know. And without that, you know, it's it's destined to fail. I mean, we had to learn. I had to learn and she had to learn, you know, some stuff as well. But, you know, then we were young and we got married and we just had to figure stuff out. You know, I always thought, though, had I had a father figure in my life when I got married. So, I mean, and I ain't talking about just any old dude. I'm talking about the, the father that going to really teach you and give you the old manhood lesson that you need. You know what I'm saying? That, that being married and he can tell you about being married, you know. And uh, I just think that when I went in and get married, I would have been a little bit more prepared had I had that man that I trusted to give me, yeah. you know, the information. 
and so and that, that, was, that was one of the things. And 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 Brian, you you was there. You oh, you yeah. was there when I first got married. Yeah, I know what I was doing. <laughs> All I know is I, I had a little short woman from Louisiana, and everything was gonna be all right. And it was. <laughs> I, I, I I was not prepared in the slightest uh, mm. because it was so much of me that I didn't work on. I right. let I let the pains of my past affect my present and future. Right. Right. And I, and I tell if anybody listen, whatever you got, if you got an issue, don't bring nobody else into your issue. You get your issue resolved before you bring anybody else in. Because that's stuff that you wind up pushing folks off that love and care about you. Yeah. Tend to your issue first. And you might find somebody that you might, you may, hey, you might get with a, a, a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever case may be, and can help you through your issue. But the best yeah. thing right now is, is self medicine. Yeah. Prayer, meditation. If you got to seek some help, seek some help. Okay. I agree. Shout mm -hmm. out to Curtis Jones. Yes, sir. We do see you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. I was letting him know if I put his uh, post up. That's my brother, by the fact. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, that's my. We see you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Showing. Okay. Tell him, gotta follow. Words without yes, action. Sir. Yeah, Words I agree. Action. I agree with you, bro. And, and all right, we're gonna move on to the next question. Then, all right, the man. next. <laughs> well, then I go, 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 go. I, 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 I like to chime in on go that ahead. one, Brian. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay. It was uh, there. You were saying I was like, you know, about the weight in the bags, uh, carrying the weight that you pass. I was gonna say you can't go into to a new future uh, carrying old baggage. Um, no. It'll it won't do anything except weigh you down, and that was something I did in my adult life. I was still holding on to uh, the anger and the rage that I had towards my father for not being there, and I would always it would create it, excuses within me every time I messed up or every time I failed at something. Uh, I would say that the reason that I, I couldn't stand up for myself was because I didn't have a man around to uh, toughen me up or whatever, and it wasn't that. I'm just a nice guy yeah i was raised by all women but i'm just naturally a nice guy and it's sometime, my sometimes you're too nice sometimes yes <laughs> it's uh it's one of those things where you you got to recognize your flaws and recognize the balance and the limits and boundaries that we have for ourselves mm -hmm. um but growing up i just made a lot of excuses and all my excuses went back to uh i'm not good at this i'm not good i'm not uh aggressive sometimes on the football field because my dad went around or uh if if my dad was here, mom wouldn't be as stressed out as she is. It was just a whole bunch of things that I was holding on to and creating simply because he wasn't there and it was all lies. But I didn't realize that till I got older, kicking it over the elder. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Blue. Yeah, man. I was, you know, when I got married, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, my mom was like, You, have, you haven't done anything. If you have settled down and done anything by the time you're 25, you haven't done anything by the time you're 25, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to be anything. So as I got closer to 25, you know, that was that just a ringing in my head. But, Brian, you know, while and that was, 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 was the middle name <laughs> oh, every <yeah>. weekend. <laughs> Let's go get it. 
And sure. after I got married, you know, I, I can honestly say that, um, I tell my wife don't like me to say that, but you know, I, I, I said anyway, you know, if it weren't for her, I would probably be dead in prison right now because of the lifestyle. You know, the mm-hmm. no the no fear of doing no fear of being involved in anything, you know, just um somebody got an issue, you know, I'm with you, you know, and not even knowing they were wrong or right. And when you go into a marriage, you know, the, the biggest thing that has to happen is you have to let go of who you are. You gotta let go of who you are and then realize that okay. If you didn't have a good uh, model to model your 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 part of being married off of, you got to be open to listening to what your wife is saying, not taking at what she's saying as an offense on your manhood. Yeah, no matter what definitely. it may be. Right, you know, no, you, no matter what it may be, you know, that's one of those things to where we as men, whether the man was in the house or not in the house, we're not perfect. And when you go into a marriage, you're not perfect, but you're not used to hearing a woman tell you you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's what we're hearing, but what it's, what we should be listening to it and saying is that this is constructive criticism from a wife to a husband, not from a woman to a man. And, yeah, you know, a lot of times men would find themselves, would let themselves get in trouble because they wouldn't hear it from a wife to a husband. And then sometimes, you know, true, sometimes the wife may, she may not have had the training to know how to bring it across as a mm-hmm. wife to a husband. So when you as a husband hear it, you feel like this is a woman trying to Attack your manhood. So now you're both being misunderstood. So it, the, the biggest thing about, you know, being in a marriage um, once you have been in one or two long enough is always keep an open mind. Don't be quick to judge because of what a person says. And if, and I, and I learned this with dealing with my wife and, you know, her dealing with me, we had to get to the point to where if we was offended by something, don't hold it in. Say Something. Don't let it build mm-hmm. up yeah. to a, to a, don't let it go from a stick of dynamite to an atom bomb. Right when it comes out, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got, guys. From a firecracker to a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, you uh, know, it was just you know, it was just like, and it was like those things, you know. And I just go back, you know. Not I know we not talked about, you know what we were missing as um, an adult with our, with our dads. But I can remember all the things that I learned, like fishing. I learned from my neighbor's dad when I was, when, when I was little, um, you know, John Hamilton, Brian, I learned yeah. from his dad. He took, when he took Johnny fishing, I went fishing. So right. I learned how to fish with him. And then later on, years later, it was like my dad, would take me fishing with him because he didn't have a friend to go with. But it never it never dawned to him on well, I never talked to him how to fish. How do you know how to fish? You know, and it was those things where, you know, I can look back and say, you know, it was the other it was the other men in my life that 
kind of gave me some direction in certain areas of my life. That's why when um I can remember um I can remember being at church one day and I can remember my pastor saying, um, just giving all the reasons um that uh men um have have said that the reason that they didn't do this and the reason that they didn't do that. And you know, and he hit every man in the room. And then his question after that was, now that you know, what are you going to do? Now that you know all these facts that kept you, that, that, didn't, that didn't let you go above the ceiling in your house, now that you know these facts, are you going to cut a hole in the ceiling in your house and continue to rise? Or are you going to still let the roof of your house be high as you can go? Now that you know what you're gonna do. Now, now that you know that your dad wasn't there. Now that you know that your dad was there, but he wasn't the perfect dad. Now that you know these things, are you still gonna use that as an as a crutch or an excuse not to be a better dad or not to elevate your game as a dad? And that's when I said that I'm um, thinking, you know, that's when the Lord gave me like, okay, I put I bring men in and out of your life for a reason because all of us have an obligation to, to from one brother to another brother because even a young man is still a brother from one brother to another brother we all are responsible for passing on our shortcoming because it's only our accident that we can give a perfect story because we fail we can tell you what not to do right not to tell you what what to do but i can tell you what not to do and it's always right. things like when you get in a group like this right here, right in the middle, you got that fire blowing. You got the fire blowing. That fire just blowing hot. But guess what? When all of us put our irons in the fire and they rub together, when we come out of that fire, every piece of iron going to have the same amount of strength. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Let me ask y'all this question real quick. We, getting up, we got about 15 minutes left here. Um, if you was gonna give a young man the tools to succeed as an adult, a young man, let's say he's 18 years old, fresh out of school, and you you he didn't really get the manhood lessons uh at that point, you know, to that point, and he was seeking somebody to mentor him, give him what he needed. And you had a toolbox and you had to put all these different tools and skills into and and some manhood lessons in there. What would the first thing you would put in that toolbox? Um, my first tool, it would be trusting in God. Because I can tell you now, they say God take care of babies and fools. I was a fool for a long time. Because <laughs> there was times where Absolutely. I rolled the dice. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and, and and i came out absolutely i can tell you now it was nobody but god <laughs> i agree absolutely. It, it, it was, i think it was everybody on the ground agree with that one man you know in absolutely. the military you go from one base to another and speaking of that had the craziest time of my life on a naval station them don't know how to party. You better say it. That. And that particular night, you better say it. God stepped in. When I tell you, I got home, 
I don't remember how I got there. If it wasn't for God to take me, I, I wouldn't know. I, 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 I wouldn't even got there. <laughs> that that be uh, my first lesson. Trust him. There you go. All right. What about you? Yeah. 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 yeah you know that that would probably be the first two. Yeah. You know they got to be. They got to be your first two. Cause if you ain't got that, you don't even need no toolbox. <laughs> you ain't got that. If you ain't got that, you only need a toolbox because that red, that red, that is going to give you the strength in every other area. So if you know, you know, they're hit, they're hit. Because I'm like the first, the first thing I would say, you know, have a relationship with the Lord. You got to have that. That's the first thing. But <laughs> if I had to say something, the next thing that I would say, you know, before you grab any tool, any toolbox. Um, after your after your relationship with the Lord, and this probably would go along right along with that, but you got to you got to be willing to listen. You got to be you got to be willing to Absolutely. you got to be willing to listen to those that yes. um, went 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 before you to where um, to to where just think about being a young man at eighteen years old. You know, you you feel like you're on top of the world. Your testosterone's are high. Your strength are high. You you you're hitting on all cylinders. So it's all thought, like an older person. I a, thought I was invincible. Slower than you can't really tell you. Right. Yeah. right. You know, it's like an older man. Man, you, man, you can't. The first thing you want to say, you know, the first thing, and we just think back to when we was 18 and people was trying to talk to us. It was like, man, time to change, man. It ain't like that no more. But. <laughs> Everything still had the same basis. Pretty much. It's still the same basic. It still had it's still the same basic principle. But the, the biggest problem that young men that I can remember as a young man that I didn't have, and I know it's still out there to the day, is uh, and just like J Love, we was talking last night, is in order to be able to listen, guess what? You got to have patience. Mm -hmm. And guess what? In in today's time. The first thing that uh, a young man need to do is put his cell phone down. <laughs> and all of you that, to listen, all of you to listen to what somebody telling you. You got to put your cell phone down because even if you ain't got it in your hand, if you got it in your pocket, it ain't ringing, but it vibrates. So you already know you got something on the line. Mm -hmm. You worry more about what's on that phone than what's being told to you. I don't know who this. I don't know who this is, but uh, Facebook user said, uh, "You must take me out of the equation once you get married. It's not about you anymore." Well, I agree one hundred percent. That's true. I agree one hundred percent. I don't know who you oh, is. Yeah. I don't can't. I can't see your name, but whoever said that, man, I agree with you one hundred percent. Yep. Yep. You, you got. I, I what I had to learn about being married was you are a team. Is you and them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. That's I know who that is. That's my brother-in-law. <laughs> so I mean, and that's the thing. You got to be a team, man. It, it took me a minute to realize that she ain't against me. She on my team. You know what I'm saying? This this my ride or die. This is me and her against the world. You know what I'm saying? So once you get that in your head, they get right. that mentality. Right. You know, you 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 and your wife can pretty much navigate through anything you know as long as y'all got each other back it everything will work <laughs> you know right. that, that's what i see it, it right, everything right. will work 
True. And if you, but you ain't, if you ain't got that team all mentality, right. man, you all about you, you ain't gonna never stay married. And if unless you got a wife that, you know, she she ain't something wrong with her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I hate to say it like that, but right. you know, George right. say you got you know what willing was... to evolve. Yeah, I, I mean, willing to evaluate ourselves and adjust accordingly. That's right, G. I agree with you, bro. Right. Yeah. You know, and I was, and my thing of it, um, about was was talking to any young man, eighteen, and I got one eighteen, I got one twenty-two, and mm-hmm. from the experience that I had in my life. Um, you know, everybody may be different, but this is what I tell my boys. I said, don't think about marriage or any serious relationship to that level of marriage until you're about 30 years old. And, you know, they would ask me, like, Daddy, why you say that? I said, you know, just from me being a man and, and understanding life, you know, at the time, as you, when, as, when you're about 30 years old, you should be not chasing the tail to where tail ain't at the top of your list. <laughs> to where now, absolutely, your mindset is more is more focused on a career. Y'all, at thirty years old, you should be not already started into the career that you're trying to make a life out of. You're trying to build a family off of at thirty years old. Now, before that, if if they love you, you're a little, a little younger than we are now. But if <laughs> if, if Derek if Derek and Brian wants to be honest and you think back to your early so-called girlfriends when you was young, it's it's almost like to where you're you're in a marriage but not in a marriage. To where mm-hmm. you know it's like you know um they want they want you to be that kind of responsible in a relationship, but what what women are not realizing is they were being groomed at an early age for marriage. They had baby dolls. They had easy bake yep. ovens. They yep. had all those essential <laughs> toys, and that that was grooming them to to be to be to be a woman, to be a wife. But when boys are growing up, they get baseball bats. They get Tucker toys. They get BB guns. They ain't getting nothing that's setting them up to be a husband. Everything is right. about, about you just enjoying life. So it's like, you know, they was a step ahead of us when it came to that side of the spectrum. But we as men, uh, I think now more than anything is before you even start talking about being in a relationship with a woman is you got to find who you are first in the world. Exactly. Then yeah. bring a woman into that. Yeah. That That's what I mean when I say knowing your role. Yeah. Knowing your role, you know, is all. Uh, important it's paramount you know what I'm saying if that's the kind of relationship you want to have whether you get married or you just you know you, you living with somebody or you just date somebody you know you got to know what your role is you know right. it's, it's up to you to take charge and, and be in that man role that that husband role that boyfriend role uh any woman you date should feel like hey he got me you know it, it's right. it's right i I don't understand this culture of uh, I don't need that woman or I just get me a note. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't understand yeah. uh, that because we, we didn't come from that era. Now, 
don't get me wrong. We grew up watching our parents and grandparents do some wild stuff, man. You know, my granddaddy, y'all already know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, ain't no, you know, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna front on here. You know, especially we a lot of folks know right. who we are. We know yeah. they know our past. They know who we got in our family. So, no disrespect to my granddad. I love him to death, but that cat was a rolling stone. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what that was the prime example I had for manhood when I was growing up. So, you know, I knew I didn't want to be like that. Though. You know what I'm saying? So, but it took me a long time to learn my role which, you know, something I thought I should have been taught, you know. But now that I know my role and I try to pass it on to anybody, you know, Kobe, anybody, any other young man that I come across, you know, that please understand that, you know, your your role as a man is to take care of these women when you date them. The end. That's your, that's your job. You know what I'm saying? If you don't understand and you don't know that, if you got a girl that you ain't willing to, you know, really put forth some effort with, mm-hmm. you know, you need to let them know that up front that, hey, this this is just this. You know, we just hitting it. We just sex partner. We cut, buddy, whatever whatever they call it now. I don't know what they call it now. So, <laughs> you know, right. but you need to be up front and say that, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then let her make the decision if that's what she want to do. But if, you, if you're going to portray yourself as a boyfriend, a living boyfriend, or dating, or we going somewhere. You know, if you're going in a direction to, you know, eventually end up at a marriage, then know what you're supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? So, and if you don't know, ask somebody. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it, I think every, every young man know at least one friend. Well, I ain't going to say that because you might just have traffic folks in your path. So I, don't, I ain't going to say that. I'm going to say everybody should know one, one decent man. But that ain't that might not be that serious. <laughs> but see, but see, a, a lot of that Brian come from not folks not having patience, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, like like yeah, you in the Bible, love is patient, love is kind. Patient means it, it takes time. We were in a microwave society when we when we were little. You had to put that 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 popcorn in the skillet on the stove and shake it. And it took a little time for it to cook. <laughs> now you can put a bag of popcorn in the microwave, and it's ready in a minute, 15 seconds. That's yeah. what folks yeah. want. Folks want quick look. And then, yeah. oh, let me ball this one up. I'm getting another one. And then ball yeah. this one up, you get another one. And then by the time you know it, man, you got six kids by four. And, <laughs> and then it just it, it snowballs. Yeah, and then yeah. you can't be in all them houses. Right, it's gonna be hard to be an effective father because one of them kids gonna feel left out. All of them probably gonna feel left yeah. out, but you know, <laughs> they'll go one, one of the baby right. mama's gonna be vindictive and 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 not let you see them, and, and mm-hmm. one gonna dump them on you, and and that child gonna be with you all the time. Then you are gonna have all this stuff. It's just chaos, man. And, yeah, and it's, it's you, chaos you just, when it's like right. that. You can't operate in chaos. Chaos yeah. don't get nobody nowhere. Right. My brother said, if you're going to put anything in the tube, right. it must be something to... that you have to offer some, someone yourself. We must lead by example. You can't lead from the rear. Do as I say, not as I do. We must walk it if we're going to give other information on how to act. I agree with you, bro. 
Exactly. Wholeheartedly. I appreciate exactly, that. Exactly, Kurt. You know what I like to add to that? You know, and even in order for you to have a toolbox, now, you know, I want nobody to take this the wrong way, but you got to be able to live that on your own. You ain't got no toolbox if you still let your mom and dad high. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. You ain't, I agree. Yes, sir. You ain't got no, you ain't got no toolbox if you let your mom and dad house and then a lot of times what happened is the reason a lot of marriages fail or something like that happened is yeah you got um you got like the baby mamas you got the you got you got these women who are insecure cooking up with a guy that's still at home with mom and dad or still at home with mama and they trying to be two two responsible adults and then they moved in together without mm-hmm. having a toolbox with something in it so it's almost yeah. like they now moved in together, and after they move in together, now the husband or the living boyfriend is trying to put something in the toolbox. Yeah, <laughs> doing that backwards. You need to have yeah. a toolbox when you go yeah. in the house because guess what? There's some things in your toolbox that you're gonna need to try to help fix what's wrong in the house. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the house and you got something wrong and she's expecting you to fix it, and you got a toolbox with nothing in it, she's gonna be looking at you like you're crazy. And then this when this when this when the problems start. Yep. When yeah. you start to have problems right. in the house, and first thing a man want to be is, is is offended. And the last thing, mm-hmm. it, the last thing uh, a man, you know, and you know, call me old school, but just 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 from the way things are now, because uh, I know this guy at work, you know, I'm just thinking about uh, his niece getting married. It kind of it's kind of early, but you know. I think it's kind of early, but you know, to each his own, to each his own. But before a man and a woman start talking about moving in together, they got to be able to live by themselves first. You got to know, you got to know what the responsibilities are to to being in a house with somebody. You you don't know the responsibilities if you ain't paid no bills. I you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. You know, you know, I get you. you moved out. You know, you got this. You got, you got a, you got this girl, and she not look at this guy and saying, guess what? And, and, and honestly, they see what they like, not looking at what behind them or where they came from, but they see what they like, not realizing Mama probably just bought the outfit he got on. But yeah. the fact of it is that <laughs> here it is, here it is. You know, you like this guy. You been bringing him to your house. But you're not looking at where he came from. Nice. He just came from his mama's house, and you expect him to come into your house and be a man when he used to still being a son in his mama's house, but at the age and the abilities of a man. Right, right. So you know you, you kind of tie your own hands, you kind of tie your own hands together, and expecting this man to just come out the box already equipped. It don't work like that. No, no, no it won't. No. You gotta get that manhood lesson in you, man. I, I, I mean, like I said, we did. I did a lot of stuff wrong backwards, you know, when I was in my early twenties, and, and it basically just came from not knowing, you know, just didn't have didn't have the skills I needed, didn't wouldn't talk no better, and you know, like you said, I, I went I went into a bunch of situations without the truth, you know. So, uh, and uh, George had put down. He said, knowing our roles is critical as men. We understand we are designed to be be the covering. We must love our wives as Christ loved the church. 
That's a sermon right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a sermon, man. We're going to get into that, too. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been an hour, man. We're going to go ahead and cut this short. All right. Um, what we are going to do, though, uh, y'all join us uh, for the after show. We're going we going on. Um, <laughs> I see my production manager has sent me a message. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go on to the after show. Uh, on youtube uh that's gonna be exclusive to youtube so if y'all want to uh continue the conversation that's going over to youtube and uh we'll see y'all next saturday all right peace all right peace